From Mexico to China to Ukraine to East Palestine, Ohio, clearly the Biden administration has a problem. All of these issues are showcasing the weakness of this administration. We begin today with intelligence reporting that points to a pro-Ukrainian group. In other words, the people we might consider the good guys as being the ones that sabotage the Nord Stream pipelines that run that gas from Russia to Europe. This is according to the New York Times, and U.S. officials are saying that while there's no evidence Mr. Zelensky was involved, the group that carried out this brazen attack was, in fact, a pro-Ukraine group and, quote, opponents of Vladimir Putin of Russia. But the intel doesn't tell us who directed or who paid for the operation. U.S. officials say this may have been an off-the-books operation, so to speak. So the question now, are we getting played? Are we getting played? You know, strangely, there's a Netflix show that I just started watching recently called Madam Secretary. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of late to the party here because apparently it started in 2014. But in one of those first episodes, the U.S. gets played. Not fully, because, you know, somehow she catches it. But in this particular episode, the U.S. is about to get into a huge conflict with Russia. It turns out in this make-believe story that, in fact, Ukraine was the instigator. You're saying the Ukrainians were behind the cyber attack. What would they possibly have to gain? President Bozek was panicked about Russian aggression, and he knew Ukraine could never stand up to them without international aid. His request was denied. So he escalated the ruse. I'm watching this thinking, wow, you know what? This could not air today. Definitely not today because it's hitting a little too close to home, especially today. In the Netflix show, the Ukrainians are trying to agitate the situation to get the U.S. more involved. In the case of the Nord Stream pipeline, what our intel now reveals is that, indeed, this was coming from a pro-Ukrainian group. So there are real consequences associated with this move. Uh, don't forget, Europe is really suffering right now because you know what? They need that, Nat gas. They need it. Now, granted, you may say they never should have built this pipeline to begin with, but they did, and now it's going to cost billions of dollars to fix. So I would just ask this question. Do we know who we're in business with there in Ukraine? Do we really understand who they are? Don't forget. Don't forget what's going on on the corruption front. Think about this. We have already spent about 70% of the money in one year in Ukraine that we spent in 20 years in Afghanistan. And Janet Yellen is now promising $10 billion more in the next few months. In the coming months, we expect to provide around $10 billion in additional economic support for Ukraine. So we should be asking what kind of accountability is there? Ukraine has historically been one of the most corrupt places on earth, yet nobody's talking about that. One of the most unrepresented stories in the media right now happens to be about Ukraine's Defense Department. The head of the Defense Department, he just got fired for none other than corruption and fraud. There were reports of price gouging on catering for the Ukrainian military and the sale of substandard body armor at inflated prices. Here he is before he was fired. The defense minister tells CNN, Ukraine urgently needs more weapons from the U.S. and NATO. Are you getting the weapons that you need right now in time? Uh, you know that when you have a war, you will not have enough. We need uh, certainly more. 
And Ukraine's defense minister is not the only one to have gotten caught in a corruption scandal over there. Because just a few weeks before that, another story that got no attention at all from the mainstream media, Ukraine's deputy infrastructure minister was fired for allegedly stealing $400,000, money that was supposed to go to aid and generators for the people. And here we are waving blank checks, U.S. intelligence saying Ukraine has an off-the-books operation It was pro-Ukrainian forces that blew up that pipeline. Look, you know, people are hurting. People are dying. And yet, other people in Ukraine are going to get very, very rich. It's a proxy war. And it's going to go on and on because China's willing to spend. We're apparently willing to spend. And it's going to be messy. China now out with a warning. Out with a warning as its foreign minister says the U.S. strategy risks plunging the countries into conflict. This comes just a day after China's leader, Xi Jinping, issued a similar threat. And it all comes amid the revelation that, yes, most likely the COVID-19 virus originated in none other than Wuhan, China. Most likely, they say. China's spying on us with its giant surveillance balloons and China's helping out Putin to continue his war in Ukraine. Mr. Xi is heading to Moscow for a big summit with Vlad in the next couple of months. You know, if this is not a wake-up call, then really what is? We have gotten ourselves into quite a little mess here, have we not? We should have used sanctions. We should have used diplomacy. We should have used every tool we had in the books to ward off Putin. But nope, the B-team was involved. Blinken and Biden, two not very smart people. And now we're in a proxy war. Why aren't we sanctioning China more? I mean, I thought the deal was if you do business with Russia, then you don't get to do business with the USA. So much for that. Team Biden has no clue how to use its financial tools to address this aggression. If the Biden administration had ever known what it was doing at all, you know what? It never would have tried to shut down the U.S. fossil fuel industry right ahead of the Ukraine situation. I mean, how dumb can you really get? This is a game of chess on the world stage, and thus you need to anticipate your opponent's every single move. And this one, frankly, was obvious. Russia was the largest supplier of nat gas to Germany and therefore plays a huge role in energy prices globally. So a logical person, any logical person, anyone that understands economics would get that, you know, hey, maybe it's not such a good idea to discourage U.S. energy drillers just ahead of Russia going up against Ukraine. But these politicians... I'm telling you, they are in way over their heads. They certainly do not understand economics. They do not understand business. Biden's head of the energy department, his energy secretary, whose biggest claim to fame was a failed show on MSNBC and a brief gig as governor of Michigan. (laughs) She doesn't understand energy markets. She certainly doesn't understand how they're affected by global conflicts. And she certainly has no clue what it means for the average American and the price of gas. Sturgis, Michigan, it is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That is hilarious. No plan. No plan. No plan at all. China, meanwhile, China, it has a plan. It's got a 100-year plan, right? It's upset because it's only growing at 5% this year. Back here at home, hey, we're going to be lucky. And I'm telling you, darn lucky, we get 0.3% growth for the year. Anemic. I don't think we're going to get that. And once again, because of poor planning, because of a bunch of bureaucrats that just don't know their 
you know what, from their elbow. The Dems pushed through a $750 billion, billion dollar, what, what did Biden call it? Inflation Reduction Act. Give me a break, along with a whole bunch of other stimulus packages. We're talking a lot of money. Remember the $1.2 trillion that was spent on infrastructure? That wasn't really infrastructure. Remember that one? And guess what? You know what? Inflation continued to go up. Head of the Federal Reserve saying the Fed rate hikes are going to have to come faster and they're going to have to be bigger than you might have thought. Why? Oh, because they can't get a handle on inflation. Inflationary pressures are running higher than expected at the time of our previous FOMC meeting. Because Biden just wants to keep printing money and for a while the Fed was okay with it. This is why I just keep saying, make sure you're protected. Make sure you're diversified. Make sure you look at things that maybe you haven't looked at before. Treasuries is one good example. Hey, they're actually paying something. Or maybe you want to look at something like a gold-backed IRA to help protect your dollars in the future. If you do, call my friends over at Legacy Precious Metals, LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's their website. You can get a free investing guide. Or like I said, call them. You're welcome to use my name. They're super helpful. A great sponsor of this program their number is one 589 560 1-866-589-0560. So we'll be dealing with recession while China has 5% growth. They go up, we go down, not good. All while we continue allowing China to traffic fentanyl to Mexico, where Mexico is allowing, permitting these drug cartels to run totally unchecked. We learned two Americans were killed. This news just coming in. We're going to have more on that. Plus, fallout over Anthony Fauci, a one stellar Ivy League school, meanwhile, which happens to be my alma mater, has decided to drop the SAT. All in the interest, I guess, of diversifying the student body and Catholics increasingly becoming a target. They fear of the FBI's because of their traditional views on family and gender. Attorney General Garland, does your department have a problem with anti-Catholic bias? Uh, our department um, is, uh, protects all religions. Apparently, intelligence assets that you are deploying against Catholics, it appears, and other people of faith. We're going to tackle all these topics with one of Dr. Anthony Fauci's biggest critics, my good friend, Mr. Buck Sexton, host of one of the most popular, actually, it's the most popular talk radio program in America, The Clay and Buck Show. He is coming up. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, covidtaxrelief.org. Wonderful story here. Just got a small retail business, almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org also got a, a manufacturing business, nearly two hundred and fifty grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. So if you run a business, if you run a business, if you run a church or a nonprofit and you paid your employees, through all or part of the pandemic, then guess what? You could qualify as well. You could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee. This is all through the government's CARES Act. Remember that, another one of these stimulus programs. Beware the clickbait or pay up front companies that make you do all the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. Check out covidtaxrelief.org because covidtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission. I think they told us 15%. They were on the show just yesterday, if you missed it, if you receive your refund. If you don't, they don't get anything, but they get 300 CPAs working on this, and they want you to get the maximum benefit. It's in their interest, too. COVIDtaxrelief.org. Go visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan is actually expiring rather soon. Again, it's COVIDtaxrelief.org. COVIDtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee, and not all businesses qualify. But find out if you do, right? 
The violence at our border is escalating. We learned today that four Americans from the Carolinas were horrifically captured at the Mexican border just over Texas. Two were killed, two are thankfully still alive, and they're getting medical care. They had traveled to the region for medical procedures, and this whole nightmare unfolded with disturbing video even being circulated over the Internet on the weekend. We're not showing it here. According to reports, the murders occurred in a cartel-controlled area in Mexico along our border. When asked whether we might label the cartels as terror organizations, the Biden team said, nope, we can't. There are too many political implications of doing that. Like I said, these guys are in so far over their heads, and they have no flotation devices. Turning now to Anthony Fauci. We reported yesterday that the House Committee investigating the origins of the virus. That committee is questioning why Anthony Fauci was so quick to dismiss the possibility that China might have been the one that created the coronavirus itself. I mean, given that, you know, it started in Wuhan and there happens to be a Wuhan lab that was working on gain-of-function coronavirus research. Joining me right now, my very good friend, Buck Sexton, the host of one of the most, probably the most successful radio show out there, Buck Sexton. He took over for Rush Limbaugh with Clay Travis. Hey, Buck, it's really good to see you. Good to have you here. Thank you. And uh, we didn't plan this, but we both have the luck of the Irish today with the green on. So there you go. We're getting ready for St. Patrick's Day. That's right. (laughs) Go Irish. Hey, um, you were very critical of Anthony Fauci. You took some heat for it, but you were right. We were not allowed. Remember that? You just weren't allowed to say certain things. And we all experienced the shadow banning on steroids. What do you think now that it's all coming out that, hey, you know what? Maybe, hey, just maybe. And by the way, Buck used to work for the CIA. I'll just throw that out there. Maybe this thing came from Wuhan, China. Most likely. Almost certainly. There are only a couple of places on the planet where they're doing research, where they're messing around with coronaviruses that come from bats on the entire planet. I mean, anybody who's seen enough National Geographic knows it's a big world out there. So you just happen to have the outbreak happen next to the Wuhan virus laboratory. Um, that's a big that's a big deal. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty obvious from the beginning. But but the whole point of the covid exercise from the earliest days was that you were supposed to suppress your instincts about what was obvious. You weren't allowed to think things through. You weren't allowed to say, hold on a second. And with Fauci, look, I know bureaucrats. I worked in the federal government, uh, so I understand the mindset. Fauci, by his own admission, lied, and not a little lie, a big lie at the beginning of the pandemic about masks specifically. Now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. It was clear that he only changed his tune on it because that was what his masters expected of him in the Democrat Party. And I know you'd say, oh, well, it was during Trump. Yeah, but he's a Democrat. He's a deep state Democrat who had burrowed into the federal bureaucracy for 50 years. Sure. So he went with the crowd and we all suffered as a result. He's an, he's an evil, dishonest little tyrant. Wow. <laughs> you don't mince words. Turning, though, to some of the pop culture stuff out there, Columbia University Recently said it's going to ditch the SAT. My alma mater, by the way, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed in it um, for a whole lot of reasons. But the SAT seems to be like the one way you can kind of measure whether someone's going to succeed in college. And it may not be perfect, 
But how else do you decide these things, Buck? If we don't have tests and we don't have standards, how do you decide who's going to make it at the Ivy League school or not? Well, I, I think this is all in preparation. You're going to see this at a lot of supposedly elite academic institutions. It's all in preparation for the Supreme Court to declare, effectively, to hand down a ruling that race-based admissions or you know, racial advantage in admissions is unconstitutional, which it obviously is and has been all along. Even if you went back to Grutter v. Bollinger, uh, which was the case where Sandra Day O'Connor, where she said, well, yeah, this isn't really something that is truly constitutional in 25 years, we're probably going to have to turn this thing around. There's there's no temporarily constitutional. I mean, th- this whole notion was ridiculous in the beginning. Anyway, it's been 25 years, give or take a couple of years. So it is. it would be time, even by the Sandra Day O'Connor 5-4 decision that upheld racial a racial component to admissions. So what they're doing now is they're scrapping all of the objective measurements that can be held against them and that they could be sued for for discrimination so that they can continue to advantage some racial groups, some gender groups, some, you know, whatever, the diversity, inclusion, and uh, equity uh, group of the moment. How does it help a student, though, if they don't graduate? Oh, no, they'll all graduate, Trish. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody graduates from these schools now, because (laughs) the whole point is that the left is in charge of these institutions that can confer the perception of excellence in academia or the perception of you know, intellectual rigor and access to whatever groups they decide. So the point of going to Columbia University, by the way, congratulations, mm. uh, the point of going to Harvard or Stanford or any of these places is that you went there. Uh, it's mm. not that you actually learn anything meaningful and the left <laughs> understands this. The Democrats understand this. It's a credentialing system. Mm-hmm. And so what they really are doing is protecting their ability to dole this out as part of the credentialing system to the groups they want to in the numbers they want to without being exposed for being racist, which is effectively what they're doing. I mean, that's what the Supreme Court's going to say. You can't tell some kid who's an immigrant, you know, to America from the Philippines, who's, you know, got a straight A average and and 1600. Well, you know, there's a Native American student who's applying and, you know, his ancestors were more oppressed than you. So even though he got a 1200 on the SAT, we're going to take him. That that's discrimination. That's so, very so this is part of the bigger, the bigger agenda here that, by the way, started right in law schools and um, is, is permeating the rest of our culture and certainly the university culture. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're talking about CRT yeah. technically or, or, you know, its origins began in in law school. And, you know, people have said that Critical race theory is hard to define, but also very easy to define, which is everything is racist that I say is racist. That's CRT. So that's the whole, that's really the belief system wound up into uh, a very uh, neat and tidy package. Um, But obviously there's no outer limits to that and it's completely subjective. And it really does treat race um, and race-based preferences as a spoil system, which is actually how I believe Alito in a Supreme Court decision about a decade ago, referred to the process of what's going on now, which is what group gets what based on the completely subjective perception of who at any point in time has historically suffered more oppression. I mean, no one really argues otherwise. Of course, they're being treated unfairly. The DEI Democrat ideology will argue that this is necessary to achieve a greater collective balance 
when it comes to oppression and intersectionality over the long term, which is just a pseudo uh, pseudo intellectual way of saying, yeah, we do it this way because we want to do it this way because it feels more right to us. I got to ask you about the Catholic thing, because we're we're, we're looking forward to celebrating St. Patrick's Day. We're in our green. I think we're both Irish Catholic. I grew up Mm -hmm. going to mass. I know you went to a lot of Catholic schools. There, of course, as you know, has been this memo revealed. The FBI had this idea that they should be targeting Catholics, Catholics in America. They cited a whole slew of churches that they wanted to surveil. And apparently the biggest threat of all is, God forbid, the Catholics that happen to go to mass in Latin. What's your reaction as a Catholic yourself to all this? I'm not surprised. I think that what you see is the ideology of the Democrat left. They used to propose as the kind of you know cringing, frightened, you know, oppressed groups of America all united. But actually, what you see with the ideology of the left now is that they control the institutions. They wield state power uh, without remorse uh, whenever they can, whenever they have it. And they are effectively the revolutionary malcontents of our society who seek to tear everything down while they build up something anew without really telling us that that's what's going on. And that's just the process that we see. So how does that affect the Catholic situation you bring up? If you are a a traditional Catholic, if you're a traditional Jew, if you have Judeo-Christian values, for example, if you believe in uh, traditional gender roles, if you believe in a a traditional sense of America as overall a good force in the world, you actually stand in the way of the Democrat left agenda. And so you will be targeted. Um, And if you even believe in what are supposed to be core principles of our society, free speech, free association, freedom of religion, they shut down churches during COVID, remember? They just decided, sorry, too dangerous. Go, go to your weed store. Yeah, yeah, go to your or go to Walmart, go wherever, but don't go to church because that's too dangerous. That was a flagrant violation of the Constitution. It's appalling what they did, but it showed you who they really are. And so any tradition, there's a lot of Marxist Catholics running around, too. It's a whole other conversation. Oh, yeah. have, which, you know, my my uh, I even had a family member used to subscribe to something called the Catholic Worker, which is like a Marxist Catholic publication. So <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, really, I'm well aware of the, uh, yeah. the Marxism. There, there are commie there Catholics running around too. Yes. Of course, they always end up, they always end up completely and flagrantly turning against the core tenets of the faith. But in the meantime, they think, oh, it's about the poor and it's about letting in all the immigrants and whatever. It's really not. But, uh, you know, Marx said it was all about the workers and it really wasn't all about the workers no. either. Lies continue. Keep, um, keep speaking out. You're, you're doing so every single day on America's, most successful, most popular radio show. You have the Buck Sexton podcast as well. And of course, your website. I have wonderful folks like you on for like hour long conversations. So Trish, (laughs) by the way, you're you're, you're on deck here. We're going to get that. I would love to come on. Of course, anytime, anything for you, Buck. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing and we'll talk again soon. My thanks again to Buck Sexton. Okay, so now for the very best part of the show. My opportunity to tell you about one of my favorite little guys in my life who just happens to be an amazing, incredible little dog. If you haven't noticed by now, I'm a big dog lover. I'm a big dog person. I'm sorry, you know, cats just don't do it for me. I mean, even though my dog kind of looks like a cat sometimes, yeah, he's small and cute, but you know what? I'm telling you, Fluffy's no cat. There is, uh, there's no way, there's no way, no how. Anyway, there's nothing I wouldn't do for this guy. So it's really important to me that he eats right. And so I've done a lot of research. And in that research, I found 
a company called Rough Greens, which is run by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, who cares so much about nutrition for humans, but also for dogs. And he's a big dog lover too. So Rough Greens is great to keep dogs healthy. You want your dogs healthy and you have an opportunity to get it. No strings attached. You get a free jumpstart trial bag from Dr. Black and his dogs so that your dog can try this. If your dog has achy joints or low energy, maybe a dull coat and you want to be fluffy, like fluffy, then this will help. I'm pretty sure. And you know what? It's free. So you might as well try it. All you have to do is cover the shipping. And you don't even have to change your dog food. That's what's so great about it. You just sprinkle a little bit, a little bit of rough greens on top and the magic begins. Watch. You see what happens. You know your dog loves you. I know my dog loves me. (laughs) Rough greens is a good way to show your dog how much you care. You put a little practical love into things by making sure that your dog has the vitamins he or she needs. So go to roughgreens.com forward slash Trish. Again, that's roughgreens, R-U-F-F, greens.com forward slash Trish for your jumpstart trial bag free today. So good to have all you guys here. It's really wonderful. Um, We've got a big show coming up. Here we are. It's only early in the week, so there's lots more coming. I'm so thrilled. We're going to have Seth Dillon, my friend Seth Dillon, who runs Fabian B on the program tomorrow. He's just amazing. I want you to make sure that you have subscribed to this YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. It's really important for you and for me and for all of us as we try to get the word out and we try and fight back against some of the censorship that's out there right now. Listen, Seth Dillon and Babylon B, they have done an amazing job fighting back. Importantly, all of you have done such an amazing job supporting them. It's a great site, so I'm really looking forward to having him on. Imagine, no one has a sense of humor these days. That's what it's come to, indeed. Well, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, uh, he'd had enough. I, I actually think, and there's a joke going around, this is why Elon actually bought Twitter, because when they got rid of Babylon B and they said, you know what, you guys just aren't funny anymore and this is hate speech, Elon, he perked up. He likes the site too. He likes what they send out. And so, uh, yeah, he paid $44 billion to kind of fix this mess that we are in. So do me a favor, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell right there if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Rumble, please make sure you get the alerts so you know when we're here. We've got, as I said, a very big week ahead of us, a lot of news unfolding. Again, more information coming out about January 6th. We'll dig into all of that, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.